Hi, it's Leon Dolan, and my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical, is out now and available everywhere. People Magazine chose it as an April pick of the month, one of the best this week, a hopeful take on commitment, they said, and an innovative story about marriage. Mmm, sounds juicy. The Marriage Sabbatical, out now, available everywhere. You're listening to Satellite Sisters. What's a Satellite Sister? The person you call when the best thing in your life happens or the worst. The person that gets you up, gets you going, and gets you through. And every once in a while, changes your mind. This podcast is part pep talk, part weekly check-in. Like grabbing coffee with a friend. Thanks for being here. Welcome to the Satellite Sisterhood. You're listening to Satellite Sisters. Great to be with you today. I'm Leon Dolan in Pasadena, California. I'm a writer and producer, and uh, I'm just excited. I feel like we have a good show today. Right, sisters? Liz, what do you think? Well, you know, I kind of feel that way every time we do a show, just because it's fun to be with you guys. Uh, Yeah, I'm Liz Dolan. I'm the middle sister. I'm sitting here in my office slash second bedroom. I'm sporting my new COVID cut, went in and had just all my hair cut off this week because I was like, just 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 get me through to Labor Day. And so that's what I did. Anyway, that's me. (laughs) Hi, I'm Julie Dolan. I'm the oldest sister. I'm in my closet in Dallas, Texas. I'm a mother, a grandmother. Uh, I've lived and traveled all over the world. But my main occupation now is I am a mask wearer. Okay, that's what I do. Okay, good for you, sister. Yes, yes, indeed. And I'm happy to be with you all. I'm now a mask hoarder as well. I find that I've um, spent a lot of free time just ordering more masks. (laughs) Just me. I know. There are a lot of designs out there, Liam. There are. And they're not that expensive. So it's kind of a cheap thrill. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Again, nothing funny about this situation, but trying to find some lightness from behind our masks. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. We do have a full show. Um, Liz, you have an exciting announcement about cooking with Liz. I mean, you're fired oh. up. I'm fired up. We're, we're going to have a 4th of July extravaganza, but it doesn't happen on the 4th of July. So people need to pay attention to the plan being announced later. It's always so complicated with you, Liz. Okay. <laughs> I know. Yes. I know. Takes up half our production meetings now. Discussing <laughs> cooking with Liz. When is it happening? What's happening? <laughs> um, but Julie, don't don't be fooled because Julie's got Tuesday trends. Uh huh. Uh-huh. That's right. Uh, squirrels are having a moment, and I'm going to talk to you about it. <laughs> and also, there's another feathered fowl that you might want to that might want to get in on this trend too. Oh, beautiful. You're bringing trends and you're bringing love in the time of COVID, Julie. Love. We're going to talk some... about love today. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. Excellent. We have a lot of entertaining sisters. So clearly we've reached the point of our self-imposed quarantine where we're just watching everything we said. Oh, I don't even need to get to that. Oh, yeah. now we're watching it all. So we yeah. have. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, there are four seasons of that. Fantastic. <laughs> or, you know. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, and then, Liz, you have a crazy story about eBay. Okay, this is just a crazy workplace story, Leon. And there's a moral to this story that I'm going to share with you. But the details are insane. So stay tuned. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Woo. All right. Mad world out there. Okay. 
All right. Well, I wanted to just update people quickly. Uh, last week, we did a special show on pandemic parenting. I want to thank Sue and Steph from Your Teen Magazine. They did a great job on that. It was a pleasure to talk to them. They were so prepared and had so much expertise and answers for some parenting questions. It was and really I- interesting, Lee. And, and, you know, I'm not even a parent. But I thought I, know. I, I was sort of wishing for a teenager after yeah. listening to that show. <laughs> you feel well, not ready? Really, not really. Not at all. No. <laughs> well, I mentioned on that show that I'm now the mother of two college graduates with graduates which seems amazing to me. Like both of our sons are through graduation. And even though this graduation wasn't what I had imagined and envisioned on my family Christmas card, it was still, it was still meaningful. And like the day after when we realized, woohoo, no more tuition. Oh, we partied. We partied. My (laughs) husband and I. That is a sweet feeling, Leon. Yeah. It's like you won the lottery or something, right? It it is. It is. Parents, you know what we're talking about. My gosh. All of a sudden, there's something called disposable income, which is just crazy. <laughs> so, but but uh, beyond the disposable income, there there was a really good graduation speech at my son's graduation, and it has had me thinking uh, for ten days. So I just wanted to share the message. Now, Liz, surprisingly, you joined in the Evergreen State College mm-hmm. virtual graduation. You watched from your home. I guess you yes. had finished up all your. Your Netflix, <laughs> my TV. <No. laughs> I finished season four of something, and I thought, "Huh, I think I'll watch the uh, the Evergreen graduation." I didn't know they were called Greeners. I enjoyed that. I actually, I thought they did a really good job making the graduation, even online, very thoughtful and emotionally. And I was impressed. Yeah, no, I was impressed too. I would like to just clarify for people: online graduations are not shorter than in-person graduations. Oh, no. So that's. <laughs> That's if if you were thinking, well, at least it'll be shorter. No, no. I mean, it was three hours and they you can read all... get up and go get a snack in the middle. Right. That's yeah. true. You can't do if you're sitting in a big stadium or something. Yes. Yeah. And you don't have to pretend to care about any of the other graduates, but your graduate. But uh, <laughs> but I did like it because they got fo- you got photos. You could see as they announced their name, if the if the students had submitted photos, you got to see their photos. And those were fun. But there was one good graduation speech. The main speaker was um, a former professor there at uh, Evergreen, Stephanie Kuntz. And she actually, I believe she was on Satellite Sisters back in the day because she wrote a really um, significant book of history called Marriage, a History. Oh, you remember this book that came out yes. like a decade ago? Yeah. And it really took, yeah, it, it took actually a look at what has marriage been over the last millennia, you know, like what is marriage really? Is it really this like man, woman, love, matrimony, that kind of thing? And no, she concluded that over time, it's really been a business deal. It's been all kinds of things, but it's not our very uh, sort of rather recent definition of marriage. So, and she writes a lot for the New York Times and uh, she writes op-eds and stuff like that. So I was interested to see her and she was an excellent speaker. She's great. And at the end, she said, you know, I looked around at other graduation speakers for their closing words of wisdom, because now I know I'm supposed to do that. And she said a lot of you, you know, a lot of them suggested that because of the situation in terms of unemployment and this pandemic and everything that's going on in the world, that maybe this is the, the time for students who've graduated to take a gap year. But she said, I want you to skip the gap year and do a close the gap year. So I just like, whoa, 
That's a big idea. Big idea. (laughs) I don't know what that means. Well, she said, think of the gaps. Try to close the gap in education. Try to close the gap in racial justice. Try to close the gap in wealth inequality or voting rights or the environment. She said, pick one thing and put some effort and passion into it and try to close that gap. And I was like, my hair stood on end. I was like, that is a really powerful message. It's mm-hmm. it's a lot of responsibility on these greeners, on these graduates. Mm-hmm. But you know what? We could all do it. You don't have to be a recent graduate to close close the gap here. Julie, you're you're trying there to close the gap in education in Dallas, I right? Am, right. I work very hard to make sure that all children have high quality early childhood education. Yes, you do. Liz, you've been for years in business trying to close the gap on opportunities for women and people of color. Good. Carry on. That's true. Mm -hmm. So I got to really like figure out what gap I'm closing. So this year, because I felt it was a very powerful message. So especially in this time when people are trying to figure out, well, what's next? All right. Close the gap. Pick one, pick one thing and go for it. I thought it was great. And I also have to remind myself, when I graduated from college and there was a giant recession in 1987 and the stock market collapsed, I went and became a ski bum. I did nothing. <laughs> I did nothing of worth. Well, I, I, Leanne, you know what? I have found that you've been very inspired by your two sons' graduation speeches and yeah. that it has forced you. And in both cases, it's in, uh, inspired you for action. So yeah. I am sure you will find the thing that you're passionate about and you will do that. I yep. think so. I'm pretty interested in voting and voting rights and getting people registered to vote. So I, I feel like that's the gap I'm going to try to pick. But I wanted to thank Stephanie Kuntz. I thought it was a great message for the graduates and for those of you, us who, who, stood, who watched the virtual graduation. So now I'm sharing it with everyone. Fantastic. That sounds good. Hey, sisters, I want to talk about love. Can we talk about love? Yes, uh, let's. Liz and Leanne, I was talking to one of my friends. She called me and she told me that her son got engaged. And you know what she was? She was thrilled. Okay. <laughs> also, a neighbor down the street, she's giving love a second chance. She, she's getting married again. She just got engaged. And you know what she is? Very happy. <laughs> or, or, or how about I have another friend. This is, this is a young couple. They're stuck at home. They have two children. It was their 10th anniversary. And so what, and because they couldn't go out, they decided to renew their wedding vows in their backyard. Oh, the wow. Wife, the wife got in their dre- her wedding dress. The s- son was a little officiant. The daughter was a bridesmaid. And they renewed their wedding vows and they videotaped it. Oh, you know that's that really is? cute. Yeah. That is, you know, I just love hearing about love. There is so much disappointment, so much sadness, right. real grief about these delayed or canceled wedding plans, right? We all right. know people who've had uh, someone that has not been able, you haven't been able to go to a wedding or the wedding had to be postponed or something. But I, I just love it that love seems to be prevailing. It is like a source of light in these dark times, right? Yes, mm-hmm. I agree. That's great. I, That's I, so great. I, I know. I just I, I like thinking about it because we you know, there aren't that many happy stories. And I and I just am cheering on these couples that are like daring to just focus on love. Uh, now, I didn't you know, and it got me thinking and I started to go online because I don't know why I've always enjoyed looking at wedding pictures and, <laughs> and wedding sites. I find it very calming. I don't know why. You're not alone. You're not alone. I click through to like 
you know, great mother of the bride dresses this weekend. I'm never, ever going to be a mother of the bride. I don't know why. Still wanted to see what Martha thought was a great mother of the bride dress. You keep hope alive, Leon. Keep hope alive. But, you know, I went, after, I went on The Knot, in The Knot, which is a big uh, wedding marriage site, Liz, and they now have a dedicated hotline, okay? So if you have to postpone your wedding, you know, you're, you don't know what to do. You know, you've got all these vendors. You don't know what to tell the guests. They now have people like, it's sort of like the Butterball Turkey Hotline at Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. Have people, they have now have a hotline. The Knot has a hotline dedicated to just helping people sort through it, you know, because it's it's not easy, you know. I mean, if you have to cancel some of the big weddings, so. Right, it's emotional and it's expensive and it's, you know, you've planned it, you know, months or year in advance. Yeah, you need experts to help you untangle it. Yeah. Plus, so, when, you know, when you're ready to get married, you're kind of ready to get married. Right. That's you it. Know, it's about I mean, it's not really sometimes about the party. I I noticed on Facebook this morning, a friend of mine's daughter, they were going to postpone it. You know what? They just went to the courthouse and they did it. And mm -hmm. that's not what they thought, but they wanted to be married. I was like, great. The pictures made I, me happy. I so know. Ahead, I Jennifer. know. So some couples are not waiting. Exactly. Leon. And, you know, the vows section of The New York Times has been a satellite sister favorite. OK, uh, our yes. sister Sheila does special analysis of the weddings that goes on there but I was just looking at it on Sunday and uh, there was one couple Dustin Schneider and Lindsay Hirsch now Lindsay is a giant Disney fan okay and she had planned a Disney themed wedding she's been to Disneyland like a thousand times or Disney World okay <laughs> but that was not going to happen so but it didn't stop them so she just got the idea because they're also big sports fans so she started just typing and Googling around uh, to see if she could, if they could use one of the empty Bay Area sports venues, like where the Giants play baseball, whatever, as for, for their wedding. And guess what? The Golden State Warriors and Chase Center said, sure, come on down. <laughs> that was that good? Yeah. So they, got, so they got married on court, but they could have people uh, there like scattered the around? No, they look like they got married outside the Chase Center, but they were wearing <laughs> basketball jerseys. They looked like they were just doing it. Or how yeah. about Rihanna, Rihanna Pfefferson and Arnold, Arnold Kimball? I don't know what the connection is. They couldn't wait either. They decided to get married on the street, sort of outside Senator Dianne Feinstein's residence in San Francisco. <laughs> okay. Wow. I don't know what. I don't, I cannot, I can't, I can't explain it but you know they're just daring to do that and i just appreciate the bravery i mean it takes a commitment uh i think by reading this it, it brings people closer and uh i'm just i'm just i think we have a real need for joy in this chaotic and heartbreaking time and um it just sort of underscores to me like the refreshing power of love you know i like it you, do you like it yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, so. it is inspirational. And I guess these hard times like this, too, you you really make big decisions about your life. You know, you like you start to sort out what's really important to you, which is, you know, you could probably make some giant mistakes that way. But sometimes it's healthy, you know. <laughs> Right. I mean, we're not going to talk about the people that broke up because they were right. stuck in an apartment. We're not going right. to talk, you know, with some with some person that didn't work out. We're not focused. But maybe on maybe they learned something important and that was, you know, the right thing to happen. Anyway, so okay. lo love. Yeah. Love is good. Love is love. <laughs> we're for it. 
<laughs> Thanks, Liz. That's no, no, I, I'm agreeing with you. I think it is inspirational. Uh, but okay, but there's another big holiday coming up right around the corner that I want to talk about for a second. And that would be the 4th of July, because uh, as we mentioned just a few minutes ago at the top of the show, Cooking with Liz is going to have a little 4th of July extravaganza. Uh, but this weekend... Ooh. This past weekend on Cooking with Liz, uh, I made, I was working from Clancy Miller's cookbook, Cooking Solo. Speaking of getting married, no. <laughs> cooking Solo, The Joy of Cooking for Yourself. Cooking for Myself is not really anything that has inspired joy in the past, but I like Clancy's attitude. So I made her a polenta with shiitake mushrooms. Plus, in the process of that, it's a pretty simple thing, but I also, uh, I poached my first egg. Julie, I believe you oh. witnessed some of it that. Was, it was mind-blowing. <laughs> That's all I can describe. How? Mind-blowing. I don't you know, know how you did it, Liz, but you did it. These are yeah, you you have these hurdles in life, Leanne, that you 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 don't realize that how much they're holding you back until you think, you know, well, I can't make this because I don't know how to poach an egg, and then you poach an egg and you think, I cannot believe I'm this old and was so intimidated. I've done many things in my life, and I was afraid to poach an egg. So I'm going to have a poached egg every day for the rest of my life. Maybe that's it's entirely possible. It's, it's just so it's a great skill to have, and it really. Yes. It really beefs up any meal. It eggs yeah. up any meal. People it's are not, impressed. And yeah. it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's putting an egg in boiling water. Yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's, but, but you're right. It's intimidating. It's like yeah. when I learned to grill, when we, we had the grill master on uh, a long time ago, we, <laughs> we did a whole grilling special and I had never grilled before. And once I learned to grill, I'm like, oh, I love grilling. Grilling's yeah. great. It's not just yeah. for guys. So yeah. Congratulations, Liz. Okay. All right. Thank you. Yes, I was. Uh, I gave myself an A for this weekend. You can yeah, look she's at the video. Herself now. <laughs> I like she's it. She's not asking for any comments. No. Nope. Good. Yeah. Great. But what I like is people are cooking along with me now. You know, yes. there were their satellite sisters and misters who also made this dish and they were giving me tips like add some extra mushrooms or do this or do that. So that inspired me for the 4th of July extravaganza. And Leon, I came to you for recommendations like what could I make that would be more of a party food that would seem very festive, that would help celebrate the holiday, but something, you know, that we've done in our family or you've done. And you recommended Leon's famous ice cream watermelon, which it's been years, I think, since we've talked about Leon's famous ice cream watermelon on the show. But that's what I'm going to do for the 4th of July. Would you like to give people just a little background on the ice cream watermelon? Sure. Our mom used to make this yep. all the time for us. It was like a once a summer treat because it's, it's a, a little... showstopper. It's an it ad. is. Yeah, it is. And and then I took her basic recipe and uh, or it's a technique, really, and upgraded it. But this is, you take a watermelon, you take out all the watermelon, and you fill it with ice cream. That's all That's all you need to know. And then... And semi-sweet chocolate bits, too. Yes. And then, and you serve it up on the 4th of July. It is both festive and tasty. Kids go nuts. Grown-ups go nuts. You slap that ice cream on an ice cream cone. There's nothing better. But it is a multi-day process. Yeah, so it's perfect for the Cooking with Liz format. So here's what we're going to do. So next Tuesday on the podcast, 
Leanne, you're going to talk me through the do's and don'ts. Well, first, I'll post the recipe so that people can start to look. Because the thought is, if you want to make this, you're going to get some coaching. You know, so we'll talk about it on next week's podcast, the do's and don'ts from Leanne, who's made it many times. Then I'll make it live over three days, July 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. Um, in the Satellite Sisters Facebook group. I'll be live at noon uh, those three days. That's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So if you want to make it along with me, then will be all ready for your 4th of July. So that's the plan for the, for the Cooking with Liz uh, uh, extravaganza. So um, yeah, okay. get on board, people. I think you'll be happy you did. Yeah, Liz, you're not- closing the gap on cooking. You're closing <laughs> the cooking gap. If you can poach an egg, Liz. But there are knives involved. In yes. this watermelon extravaganza, Liz. I just mm-hmm. mentioned. Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's why. That's why I'm going to take my time, Julie, and make it over three days. And <laughs> it's going to be. Yeah, it's good. You know, it's hard live when I'm doing things live because I'm trying to talk to people, read the comments, and like perform knife skills. So yeah. carving, it's... carving a watermelon. Yeah, yeah. There's some skills there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So it's right. that's what makes it so dramatic. Okay. Well, we're all looking forward to that. And it's super fun. It's a super fun thing to do. So we batted around a couple of ideas. But once I said ice cream, watermelon, we knew that was it. That was the winner. It's a party. It's a party. All right. Stay. We have an unbelievable follow up to the family mystery that we just tossed out onto the airwaves a couple of weeks ago about hmm, what did our grandfather do? Did he work at the railroad like I thought? Or did he work at a beer factory like Julie? Like Julie it's a new and category. Holy, I'm never calling it a brewery again. <laughs> From now on, they're beer factories. All right. Stay, stay with us. We need to thank some sponsors first. Liz, summer is coming up, and you know what that means? It means you're grilling. You're grilling and chilling there with your your butcher box. What what do you got going on the grill this summer? Well, you know, here's the thing. Because I'm going to be up in in Bend for a part of the summer, I'm having my box sent there, Leanne. That's great. Go on vacation with your butcher box is what what I'm recommending. (laughs) Either way, you're just going to buy meat and fish and stuff when you get there. Why do that? Anyway, I love their steaks. I love their scallops. The scallops are really good. And the chicken thighs, all good. I'm ready. That's right. ButcherBox gives you peace of mind and easy-to-find high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. It's 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork that's raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood, no antibiotics or added hormones. And as Liz said, delivered right to your doorstep. And you can customize that delivery plan, Liz. Right. Because it can go wherever you want it to go, whenever you want it to go. If you want to delay it a week, you know, speed it up a week, you just go to your ButcherBox account and you can make that all happen. It's so easy to manage online. Yeah. And if you're like Liz, you can take your ButcherBox on vacation, which is... That's nice. That's nice. Nice to have something familiar there. (laughs) Yes. So if you want to take your meat on vacation, sign up at butcherbox.com slash sisters and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional 20% off. So you can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash sisters and use code sisters to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. Okay. A couple of weeks ago on the show, Julie brought up a controversy that had occurred in her book club 
I was appearing at her book club for the Sweeney sisters and uh, someone, uh, someone mentioned inspiration. I was talking about my inspiration for a certain scene in the book that takes place on a train. And I said, well, I was inspired because my grandfather was a conductor for the new Haven line. Mm-hmm. And, Ju- and Julie, who had been muted the entire time, right. finally unmutes herself. She jumps in. What do you say, Joel? I, I said, Leanne, what are you talking about? Our grandfather worked in a beer factory. <laughs> I didn't say brewery. I said he was a brewmaster in a beer factory. Right. He didn't work for the. He didn't work for the railroads. <laughs> I said, and you were like, what? We just, we, we just, you had never heard that. And, I had never I, heard that. And Liz, and, and you was, thought he drove a truck for the he, for he the beer not... factory. Yes, I thought he was a truck driver that he delivered beer to supermarkets and things because he always had rolls and rolls of stickers that said Hull's beer, ninety nine cents on them. So I just thought <laughs> that was I put that together in my head. It was, it was a premium was... beer. It's, a pre- <laughs> it's, a, it's still crafted in New Haven, Connecticut. I think we should get some whole spear. Yeah. All right. Anyway. So it was clear that none of us really had the full scoop. I mean, you both assumed I was wrong because yes. I'm the youngest Correct. and I, I must be wrong. Like you'd never heard this story. But I kept thinking, how would I make that up? Like why? That isn't even how would I make that up? And I kept thinking, how is it possible I never heard that my grandfather worked in a beer factory. Uh, um, so because I was the youngest, he died when I was four. I didn't, I didn't have a lot of interaction with him. I have very few memories. Well, a day later on our Facebook group, we get this post from Gene Sandman Manthorn. Okay. Gene, I mean, we are dying. We're dying still. Gene wrote, <laughs> I couldn't resist the opportunity to put my genealogical skills to use. In the census of 1920, William Clarman of New Haven, that would be our grandfather, worked for the railroad. (laughs) (laughs) Gene, you're making us look bad here. I know. I think he just took the train to work. No, no, Julie, Gene, uh, Gene gave us like connects. We saw all the documents. My gosh. But then this is where it's unbelievable. In the census of 1940, he worked for a brewery, a.k.a. Beer factory. Okay. What this says is that Jean now knows more about our family than we do. First of all, it took yes. her 12 minutes to look this up. We, we hadn't even mentioned our grandfather's name, by the by. So yeah. slightly creepy, but that's okay. Uh, we have a few other gaps and mysteries, Jean, we'd like to talk to you about. Because we just didn't get any details. Not- no, there were things Plus, it's so interesting to me that it also never dawned on us to do what Gene did, which is just go look it up. That <laughs> that seems like it seems so obvious when Gene did it. And I, yeah. I now I can understand why people get hooked on genealogy because this is fascinating to us. I mean, yeah, we just threw up our hands like, well, lost I guess, history. You know, I guess, just, I guess we'll, we'll fight never about know. this every Thanksgiving for the rest of our lives. That's what we'll do. Yeah. So. Gene, thank you so much. That really was. And there were several other people on the site that said, oh, I was going to do the same thing. So there's a whole army of stalkers. I mean, people out there on Ancestry.com looking up stuff. But I feel good knowing that he worked for both the railroad and the brewery. That's a cool career. So that I mean, that's fantastic. So, Gene, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. yeah, you might get some private messages about other members of our family that we don't want to make public, Gene. <laughs> okay. 
Gene, <laughs> one other detail about our grandfather that our mother gave us, which you might be able to check on. He played semi-pro football in New Haven. And mm-hmm. alle- allegedly, he played against Jim Thorpe, the famous mm-hmm. Jim Thorpe. And according to oh, our mother... You're not going with that story, Liz. I'm just, Liz? I'm just saying Gene can figure out if it's true. So uh, according to our mother, our grandfather, William Carmen, once got hit so hard by Jim Thorpe on the football field that, he's, that he just gave up football. That maybe that's true. I don't know. Anyway. Okay. That, I have never heard that story. That's oh, yeah? That's some no. tall tales. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's family folklore. Yeah. No doubt. That's when he knew to just go become a conductor on the New Haven line. <laughs> when he got, when he got <laughs> tackled by Jim Thorpe. It was the end of his sports career. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of like shocking twists and turns in careers, I have a little story I want to share with you guys. In this, today's episode of Working It Out, I'm going to subtitle, for God's sakes, never do this, people, because this is the tale of a, this is a security team at eBay who let a customer service issue kind of lead them down the path to federal indictment for cyber stalking. And uh, there's a simple moral to this story that I'm going to give you at the end. But first, did you guys read about this in the news? I just wanted to share some of the unbelievable details to this. So did, did you read about this story at all in no. the news? No. No. Okay. No. So here's the deal. So eBay, they had an issue. There was this couple in Natick, Massachusetts. And I just love the fact that it's Natick, Mass. Uh, They ran an e-commerce site, a news site, where they covered eBay. And I guess they were always posting negative stories about eBay. So the security team at eBay started to get annoyed. Now, not the entire security (laughs) team, but just a subset of people at eBay were... um, we're getting annoyed at this, like beyond annoyed, to the point where one of the executives sent a series of text messages. Again, how many times do I have to tell you not to text your criminal conspiracies at work? But okay, so he's so this one guy sent text messages to a bunch of his colleagues saying, if we are ever going to take her down, now is the time. I want her done. Okay, so this sets in motion. That's ominous. Wow. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just someone posting bad reviews. Yes. Apparently very trolly reviews, like beyond bad, but I don't, still, it's, you get to do that. Yeah. They, ran their, they ran a news site, so, you know, anything passes as news nowadays. Right. So, so here's what this guy did. Then they had a, a series of meetings at work. In, in one of these meetings, somebody showed a clip from the movie Johnny B. Good. I am not familiar with this movie, but in this movie, pranksters deliver increasingly absurd and unwelcome items to people's houses. So then they started brainstorming around this idea, because that's what we do in business, right? Let's all get in a room and let's brainstorm. What could they send to their victims that would terrify them? This is is at eBay. It could happen anywhere. This is one moral to the story, I think. Anyway, so, so... August 10th of last year, they started, first they sent this couple a preserved fetal pig, right? Which then oh. the, the delivery got canceled for one reason or another. And then later that same afternoon, they delivered a Halloween mask of a bloody pig's face. And then they, they tweeted the people, do I have your attention now? Like all in caps. And then over the course From of the, the next- eBay account? No, no, no. Don't these people have a boss or something Uh, that's checking on what they're doing, Liz? uh, Apparently, terrible. 
One of these people, I think, was the boss, Julie. This is, is one of the oh. problems. Oh, so over the course of the next few weeks, they delivered a copy of the book Grief Diaries, Surviving the Loss of a Spouse to this to this home. Oh, uh, my gosh. Then oh my they gosh. left a, a voicemail um, about uh, an inquiry to open up an Adam and Eve sex toy franchise. Then they sent them a package okay, of... Okay, that's funny. That's yes. funny. Oh, there are a couple of these that are funny. But the okay. next one, the package of fly larvae and live spiders, that was oh. not funny. Oh, the pa- The package of live cockroaches, not funny. Oh. Then, then they... They, they, so they kept sending these? What, yes, And the yes. receivers, what did they... Uh, did uh, they, they complain to the police or the they don't know what's, They don't know what's happening yet. Like, if that started to happen to you... Yeah, it, ultimately they did contact, the, like, the Natick police who went to the FBI and all of that. But then they, um, they started sending copies of Hustler, Barely Legal, in the husband's name, but to the neighbor's address. So... <laughs> So that that was wow. happening. This then is they, very disturbing and diabolical. Oh, it's so diabolical, Julie. Okay, then a bunch of these people, the co-conspirators, they get on a plane and they fly to Boston. They pretend they're going to a business conference, but instead they go out to Natick in the middle of the night to install a GPS monitor on the couple's RAV4. And here's the detail I love. They had practiced doing that on a similar model in the eBay parking lot the day before before they left. Okay, and then they started running classified ads on Craigslist, promoting like a block party for singles, couples, and swingers, and listing their home address and saying, please come after 10 p.m. and knock or ring the doorbell any time of day or night. So, like... (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I I shouldn't laugh. Okay. that is No, right, this is... right. Okay. So ultimately this got uncovered, like the couple realized that this was so, and they were getting all these scary tweets too. I'm leaving all the good, but there are more details I'm leaving out. I'll put a link in the show notes. Wired did a huge story about it, but so did a lot of the local news in Boston. So the people basically got, they got uncovered, they got fired by eBay. And then a few weeks ago, six of them, so six former eBay employees were all charged with conspiracy to commit cyber stalking and conspiracy to tamper with witnesses. And each of them could go to jail for up to five years, three years supervised release and a fine of $250,000 and restitution. Wow. Can you believe people actually did this? I mean, and and this is really pre pandemic. So you can't blame it on the pandemic. It wasn't like, you know, Oh, well it was a very dark time. People lost their minds. These people, they they deliberately terrorize these other people. That yes. is terrible. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, okay, here's my moral to the story. Because <laughs> so what is your career guide here? <laughs> yes. Because I know every time I say this, you guys scoff and roll your eyes. But I just want to say, every time someone says at the beginning of a meeting, there are no bad ideas. I say, yes, there are bad ideas. There are totally bad ideas. So I think, yes, there is such a thing as a bad idea. And this, to me, is the classic case of it all started in that very first brainstorming about how to terrorize your customers. Let's not just, that is a bad idea. That should never have happened. So I just want to say that there are times when you're in a meeting, maybe not this bad, maybe not federal crimes being plotted, but just 
there is such a thing as a bad idea. That's it. That's my that's my one piece of advice on uh, on working it out today on this special edition. That's it. <laughs> wow. Okay. I think that's solid advice, Liz. And I am going to remember that the next time I'm in a meeting and they say that. If there's any talk of shipping live cockroaches, that's a red flag, Julie. That's it. Moment, like, let's send them a, like a, a bloody mask. Red flag. You're allowed, to, like, you're allowed to raise your hand and say that is a bad idea. Okay. Okay. All right. We have to, we have to, we have to uh, sort of change, change the tone. And can we talk about squirrels? Okay. For a second. <laughs> Because guess what? Squirrels are having a moment right now. Yes, those little friends in the backyard. Well, the squirrels apparently are filling a void. Uh, you know, people are buying squirrel feeders. Of course, you know, because birds have their own bird feeders. But people people are snapping those up. They want to, uh, they want to feed their little friends. They're feeding squirrels. They're, they're spending a lot of time at home. These squirrels, same squirrels are coming to the yard every day. People are developing relationships with these squirrels. They're feeding them. They're naming them. They have names. names this is them. not going to turn out well. No, 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 it is. It is. I mean, in fact, how about this? A squirrel obstacle course video uh, that some NASA engineer put together. It had 2.8 million views in less than a month. Okay. <laughs> squirrel, you know, even though they're rodents, they're, they're rodents. People love their squirrels. They love the ones in the backyard. Uh, I mean... There's one guy who's named his squirrel Larry, uh, and he does a little video show called Larry's Pandemic Show. You're cooking, Liz. This guy, he's <laughs> okay. filming, All right. filming a squirrel in his backyard, doing little videos, making little scenes for him. But here's the thing. Uh, um, there is... Here's the thing about squirrel love. Uh, it, it comes with danger, all right? Because you know what? Squirrels are wild, wild animals. Yes. And that's, that's it. People think, you know, they're really cute. They got those tails. I mean, they're adorable and they got those little, little hands and they're nibbling <laughs> and, you know, and people are feeding them. They're trying to kiss them, but squirrels will bite. And if you yes. get bit by a squirrel, Hey, Leon, you got to get a tetanus shot. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, what is well, wrong that with seems people? incredibly obvious. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. No, it's not. When you've been home for months, I guess. And, yeah. And Larry comes to your backyard every day, and you just you built up this relationship, and you know, day by day, a little trust, you're getting a little closer. You can see how it happens. But yeah, yeah, squirrel, squirrel love, love, it's dangerous. Okay. <laughs> uh, second thing. Okay, the other thing that's happening: people are buying chickens. Uh, maybe they always wanted to have chickens. You know, that's well, some of those fancy heritage chickens, you know, that look so good and they haven't really had the time. But now that they're home, they feel like, hey, let me get a chicken coop. Uh, people are also bu uh, buying chickens because they're concerned about our food source and food supplies. And if you yeah, have chickens, sure. they're laying eggs. So mm -hmm. uh, do you, th Leon, I can see some chickens in your backyard. I, I can see that that might be the next frontier for you. Yeah, we chicken. are not allowed zoning. We are oh, not allowed. I have already, I have already uh, considered the chicken. So yeah, yeah. and yeah, then no. eventually, you know, they stop laying eggs, right? I mean, they don't lay eggs forever. They have a lifespan. Yeah, and then, and then you know what you have to do to the chicken. <laughs> Oh, don't I'm say just... that, Leanne. We were trying to be very happy and talk about squirrels. <laughs> okay, Leanne, okay. Do then you have to just let the squirrels and the chickens fight it out back there, right? <laughs>
<laughs> okay, but yeah, the- I I like chickens. It's a, I think they're a delight. And eggs are and and now that Liz knows how to to you Ooh, know boil, boil an egg, yeah. So, but um, yeah, yeah. there's a lot. Liz, what so. do you think on your porch? Do you think you'd have a little chicken coop? No. <laughs> Can you imagine it what, be, it what really Captain Queen a... downstairs would say if I all of a sudden had a chicken up here? <laughs> oh, do it, Liz. Do it. Do it. I think that. Okay, but that's it. Squirrels and chickens. They're having Ooh. their moments. They're filling a void. They're helping us. And uh, But just be careful, people. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, it's a better hobby than cyber stalking. That yeah. I just said. Hey, it's Liz and Leanne here, and we want to thank Pros for supporting this episode of Satellite Sisters. Now, you know, Liz, I've been out and about with my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical. Mm -hmm. The book is getting rave reviews. I'm very happy. But you know what else is getting rave reviews? My hair, Liz. My hair from Pros is getting (laughs) rave reviews. Leanne, I am not surprised. You have been on that Pros hair regimen for quite a while. I mean, you have good hair anyway, but now you have great hair because you've really paid attention to it. Well, Liz, pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. And you know what? I love the regimen they have me on. Do I take the hair vitamins every day? Yes, I do. Do I use my shampoo and conditioner made especially for Lee and Dolan? Yes, I do. Do I sometimes use the leave-in conditioner when my hair is really dry? I do. And I even have a pre-scalp thing that they give me. Okay, pros, you're the boss. I'll take it. (laughs) You tell me what my hair needs. That sounds good. And here's the thing. It's personalization, Liz. For yeah. millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely Leans. Okay, and I'm I'm using it. Pros mm-hmm. isn't just better for you; it's also better for the planet, Liz. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty free, and the first and only carbon neutral custom beauty brand. So, pros, we love you. I love the photos of my hair. Couldn't be happier. <laughs> photos of your hair. There are people in the photos too. That's the thing about a book tour. Everybody yeah. has their picture taken with Leon and then post it. So yeah. the hair is important. <laughs> Couldn't be happier, pros. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin. They're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash sisters. So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash sisters. And pros is spelled P-R-O-S-E, pros.com slash sisters. Thanks, pros. Okay, well, now that we're through with the hard news, uh, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to head into entertaining sisters. But first, I just wanted to uh, take a moment to fill people in on some Sweeney Sisters news and events, mainly just to say thank you for the tremendous support uh, that people have shown the Sweeney Sisters, my new novel. Um, I'm happy to say it, it's hit a couple of bestseller lists. It's Woo-hoo! staying, it's selling fine. I, I think it's this tremendous word of mouth that it's getting, and it's the satellite sisterhood that is driving a lot of this. So uh, I just want to thank people sincerely for their support this is a tough business climate and with bookstores closed i i appreciate every single person who's bought it or checked it out of the library or requested it from a local bookstore or picked it for their book club pick it's really made a huge difference so thank you so much um i am still doing wednesday book clubs those will go on through 
uh, the end of June and July. We have a nice crowd for this week. Uh, my, my crowdcast book club. So, uh, that's going to be at 4 PM Pacific, 7 PM Eastern this week. I alternate between, um, 7 PM Eastern and Pacific. So that's a free book club. Anyone can join. You don't have to be on camera. We have a fun chat. Uh, I'll, I'll answer all your questions. It's definitely for people who have read the book. So we do discuss it. So there are spoilers. But a big thanks. And then um, those will go on through June and July. And then I will probably pick those up in September if, if there is interest. So if you have interest or if your book club has picked it for September or you want to read it over the summer, just let me know. But I, I think I'll probably pick those up in September going to take August off. But thank you. Um, a couple of other things. Uh, if you're listening to this Tuesday, I'm doing an event tonight with Susan Wiggs. That's on my author page. That's at 7 p.m. Pacific. You can still register for that. Thanks to the Bainbridge Island, uh, like a writer's consortium there who's putting that together. It was supposed to be there in person, but I'm happy to be online. And then this week, we're talking to another author, Gina Fattori, on Facebook Live. I've been doing some interviews on Facebook Live. Gina's book, The Spinster Diaries, is also on our um, Satellite Sisters Best Beach Bag Books list. So I'm looking forward to talking to her about that. I really liked that book. It's sort of an unusual, you know, uh, contemporary meets history book. And it's about a middle-aged TV writer sort of looking at her career through the eyes of a, a real woman who lived, you know, around the same time as Jane Austen. So I really love that book. But Gina has written like on all your favorite TV shows. She is a middle-aged TV writer and she's written on the Gilmore Girls and Parenthood and she's developing a couple of really fun shows right now. So I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be on Facebook Live. So we're doing a ton of stuff around my book and other books and I hope people are enjoying them. But first and foremost, thank you so much for the support of the Sweeney Sisters. I can't thank you enough. That's okay, great, well, we Thank you, Liam. <laughs> yeah, you got a lot of exciting stuff going on. All yeah. right. Um, okay, so here we are. It's time for entertaining sisters, and okay, we've we've all been spending a lot of time at home. We know you have too, but I swore that even even during the quarantine, I would not subscribe to another streaming service. Right? I was already paying for Netflix and HBO and Hulu and Apple TV Plus. Right. That seems like more than enough TV for me. Last year, I had gone through and like cut out most of my cable channels and thought like if I get this combo and, you know, a handful of cable channels, I would be good. But then I don't know. Then Disney Plus announced <laughs> that on July 3rd, Hamilton would start streaming. And I just could not resist, sisters. I really feel like Hamilton could be my Frozen. <laughs> it, it, that's the way yeah. I feel about it. Okay. Because like, yeah. remember, it. it's not just that it's going to air July 3rd. It's going to be there on July 3rd for every hour of every day for the rest <laughs> of your life. <laughs> it's a streaming service. So so even though I said, I don't want to pay for Disney Plus, that's just stupid. It's like $12.99. Then I thought, well, Hulu is included, so that's five ninety nine. So you know, I get credited for that. So it's really, it's only if I could watch Hamilton once a month for six bucks, would that be worth it? Yes, that would be worth it. And that's why <laughs> <laughs> some very some excellent rationale there. Was. That's exactly wow. 
That's how I talked myself into it. Yeah. That, so it starts on July 3rd and then it, it's such a pick me up, you know, it's just such a, you st- your energy starts to flag. You get worried about America and stuff. And then you watch <laughs> Hamilton or I, sometimes I just played the cast album and I, I feel so much better about everything. Uh, it, and, Hamil- and Liz is going to learn all the dance routines. <laughs> I, I Good. Yeah. I feel like that's could be next. Yeah. Dancing with Liz, you know. <laughs> Because the choreography in Hamilton is deceptively simple. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. So you think you can do it. You think I can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Get one of those white outfits and just go for it. Yeah. (laughs) Muslin. Yes. Jodhpur things. Yeah. Yes. The red, the Jodhpurs and the boots. Anyway, for those of you that have heard us Hamil fans going on and on for years now about how great it is. Now you'll have a chance to see it on TV. Like I'm happy for all the people that will now have a chance to see Hamilton. Oh, and I heard Lin-Manuel talking about how they filmed it. And because this is a real, this is filmed Broadway production. It's not an adaptation for movies. So what they did is they had a Sunday matinee. They filmed the Sunday matinee. Then Sunday night and all day Monday, which is always a day off on Broadway, they did cutaways and close-ups and all the crane shots. And then the Tuesday night performance, they taped that live again. And so what you're seeing in the finished version of the movie is that. You you really know a lot of people. Wow. <laughs> yeah, you oh, wow. should get Disney Plus. Good decision, Liz. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we didn't even ask from now on. Yeah. We didn't yeah. even ask for this behind the scenes. Go okay. ahead, Liz. Then okay. they put it did they put it all together? Is that what you're saying? All those <laughs> Yes. Yeah? yeah, they did. Then they edited it together, Leon. So it's just one continuous oh, okay. movie. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Liz, good. Okay. Well, okay. My sisters are making fun of me, but I know many of you know exactly how I feel. Okay. So we can, we will always have that together. Uh, and then the only other thing I wanted to mention, uh, worth viewing is that I have just started watching the thriller series on Netflix called money heist. Mm -hmm. And Julie, did you say that you had watched this? I I have seen this Liz. It's excellent. It's (laughs) really excellent. I got onto this early and I really enjoyed it. It's ingenious it really um it's very clever you can't figure out exactly what's going on right uh, very entertaining yes yes so money heist it was originally a a spanish television show called la casa de papel whatever that means i don't speak spanish but the house of something the house of papel and uh so basically (laughs) maybe you could have looked up that word instead of all the details on hamilton well, okay. you know, you know where my heart is, uh, but basically, Leanne, it's a heist, and they they break into the Spanish mint where they make the money. So oh. it's it's just an outlandish plot uh, with crazy twists. It's super soapy, and it has amazing production value. So I'm only halfway through season one. This is the one I was so happy to find out. Like, oh my god, there are four seasons of this. So between this and you know Hamilton, I think I'm. I, I think my summer is spoken for. There you okay. go. Entertainment. Well, I I have another international a sort of thriller spy thing that I'd like to recommend, and that is False Flag on Hulu. And this is an Israeli spy thriller where there are like six main characters and they've all been arrested for something that they have. They say they don't know anything about and they're and they're apparently not related to each other. 
but they all have very important backstories. So it's kind of like lost, you know, how you, you know, things were revealed. That's what this is like. So it's called false flag. It's on Hulu. Um, uh, If, you know, perhaps you're not going to be watching Hamilton at any moment, you might want to take a (laughs) check this out. It's very well done. All right. Well, I have breaking news. Papel is paper in Spanish. So oh, Casa okay. de Papel uh, is the house of paper. So thank you, Julie. That sounds good. The Israelis okay. really know how to make good TV shows. So they that do. sounds like a yeah. good recommendation. Mm-hmm. All right. I was late to the party, but I cannot recommend the morning show enough on Apple Plus. Uh, it took me a while to figure out how to view my free subscription to Apple Plus, uh, but I finally figured it out. And I don't care if I'm watching it on my laptop because this show is so good. Oh, my gosh. This is the Jennifer Aniston, Reese Witherspoon vehicle Mm -hmm. that's about, you know, based on the Matt Lauer uh, disgrace at the morning show. But it's so complex and it's so well cast and well written and well acted. And what I love is that Jennifer Aniston is just furious in every scene. I mean, (laughs) it's so true. Yes. I mean, she's, she turned, she's really good in this land. Yeah. So good. Oh my gosh. She turned 50 this year and she's furious like the rest of us who are 50. I mean, she's just furious. It's just, it's like, I mean, I, so, oh, it's so good. I have really enjoyed it. I have one more episode left and I'm like, I'm savoring it. I don't want the series to end. Is it, uh, there's a second season, I think. Is there another yes. season? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I have fantasies of a crossover episode, and I know this is impossible, between Succession and The Morning Show. Because <laughs> I feel like the, yeah. you know, Billy Crudrup's news news character, news, you know, uh, yeah. director character, uh-huh. he he could be dating Shiv. Don't you think they could be having a thing? That's like, a big idea, Leanne. Okay, you've been home a lot too, Leanne, if you are working on romances between characters okay. fictional characters on yeah. different shows okay on different networks i mean yeah. i don't know who i have to talk to mindy kaling who makes that happen i don't know but um oh that's so a big good. idea i like it okay so no i was really surprised that the morning show got sort of not very great reviews yeah i really enjoyed it for the same yeah. reasons you'd there's just a lot of emotional energy in this show and yeah. su- it's surprising takes on things which i love yes Yes. And I think very true takes on a lot of stuff like the business of news and yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the complicity of entire organizations and the group yeah. think. And yeah, plus then these individual stories. I, I think it's terrific. So uh, it does you mean have, you have to sign up for another streaming service, though. So uh, or you have to buy an Apple product to get a year free. That's oh. how I got my year free. I bought a phone. So that's oh. there you go. I mean, again, also very, very expensive. You could it's probably cheaper just to sign up. So, um, but speaking of signing up for stuff, I have been creating some, another playlist, another music playlist at Spotify, uh, inspired by the summer solstice this week. So you can go to Spotify and find a whole series of satellite sisters playlists. Uh, but this one is satellite sisters, summer solstice. So, uh, that's only on Spotify, which I consider the best 10 bucks of the month that I spend. I love my Spotify subscription. So, uh, and it's, it, I like this playlist. It's very, it's very sassy, salsy, salsa like, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's good to cook with. Yeah. I enjoy different yeah. rhythms. I got different rhythms going. I got a lot of sun, moon references, season. Yeah. yeah. I noticed so, that. You know, yeah, well, my favorite pick, I listened all weekend. The, uh, the I Got You Babe version with UB40 and Chrissy Hind. Yeah. <laughs> Just such a pleasure to listen to. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Okay. All right. Good. So check out Lynn's playlist. 
hey, I would like to, I usually don't do this, but I would like to invite the whole Satellite Sisterhood to join me for a Dallas Museum of Art lecture. (laughs) Because now you can, because now they're online. Because on Wednesday, July uh, 1st at 7 p.m. Central Time, Dallas Museum of Art Online is having a conversation with Connor Knighton. He is the CBS morning correspondent and author of Leave Only Footprints, the book I uh, recommended a couple of weeks ago about our national parks. Well, he's going to be interviewed. And I think that if you, I know a number of people have bought the book or they're reading the book or enjoying it. If you want to learn more about national parks or just think about national parks, you can join me because I'm going to be attending a lecture at the Dallas Museum of Art. And thanks to Liz, she's going to put the uh, information online so everyone can be involved. Okay. Yeah. What's Look the date? I'm sorry. What's the, the day and time? It's Wednesday, time? July 1st at 7 p.m. Central Time. All right. Ooh, Central Time. Looks confusing. Yeah. <laughs> Central. Yes. <laughs> Dallas, Texas. In the middle of the country. Central. Yes. Got it. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Um, well, exciting news. Next week, Julie, you're working on a whole thing. You have tips for Nana Camp. You feel like a lot of parents and grandparents are going to be holding their own day camps this year. That's you're right. an expert at it. Right. So you I'm actually have, have some legit I tips. Have some, I have some legit tips. I'm also going to be relying on Liz because, you know, in our past, we ran a day camp, right, Liz? It was we our did. first job. It was her first yes. job. We learned some things. So, Liz, yeah. you, might, you might be thinking about tips that are good okay. um, for day camps, too. Yeah. Lee and I believe you are our number one camper at that day camp that Julie yes. and I ran. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We have the photo to prove it. Yeah. And uh, it's a good reminder to people that we do have a satellite sister shop. So, you can also buy all the Nana Camp t shirts uh, you oh, need, okay. right? We have Absolutely. That, that's t- number one tip. You got to have some t shirts uh, for okay. your kids. Yeah. <laughs> And masks. You can order this those year. Now. We're gonna have we're gonna have t-shirts. Oh, I'm gonna talk about it next week. Yeah. All right. It's exciting, Julie. All right. Well, that is our show for the week. Um, we had a lot of entertainment tips, so that's all gonna be posted. Liz does a really good job with the show notes. So if you're saying to yourself, "Oh, I didn't have a chance to write any of that down," um, you can just tap the cover art on your phone if you're listening, and that should bring up a lot of links. Or go to SatelliteSisters.com, and you'll find uh, a blog post with all the show notes in it and links to everything we just mentioned. So um, thank you, Liz, for doing that. Do an excellent job. A big thanks to Sergio Enriquez, who makes our show sound great. We appreciate that. All right, our to-do list for the week. Joel, what's on your to-do list? You know what's on my list? I am going to acquire more child-friendly masks, not for children, but for my, myself and maybe for other adults. Because here's the thing. I am worried about all the babies that are out there that are not seeing people's faces in public. And, you know, for babies, you know, this is so developmentally important to see the human face. So we can't do that. But I think we adults should wear fun masks for babies and for children, because this is really scary for kids. So I have a new one. It has kitty cats on it with floral crowns. But I'm going to get more of these. I think think we should do this as adults, you know. Okay. Well, kids are scared, you know, and, I know. And, and if they see all the adults in these scary black masks, I, I mean, know. I know, I mean, we got to, we got we really need to think about the children and the babies. That's what I think. Uh, okay. Julie, okay. that's very generous of you. All right. Well, I'm going to go back to my Calm app because I, 
I feel like uh, my meditation that I was really good at for the last six months, I've let it slip away over the last couple of weeks. And I had like a meltdown yesterday morning when I couldn't connect my Facebook page to somebody else's Facebook group so I could post the Facebook blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I need to go back to meditation. So, okay. <laughs> so that's it. I got to fire up the, uh, the call map again. That's what I'm doing. All right, Liz, how about you? Okay, well, Team Mailbox, Leanne, Team Mailbox is uh, swinging into action here uh, at my home. You know, I have mentioned in the past uh, my situation with uh, HOA, HE double hockey sticks, that it's not it's not an entirely functional society here in my building. It, upstairs versus downstairs, not a good way to live. But one of the results of uh, that is the mailboxes in our lobby have been pretty much broken for more than a year. Not all of them broken, but my box does not lock at all. And my neighbor, Michael, who lives right next door to me here on the second floor, uh, his box doesn't even have a door, sister. He is like he is like a grocery bag inside his box, and that's where the, the, the mail goes. And it's just not right. So, uh, and Captain Quig, no matter how many times we ask, it's just not getting done. So Team Mailbox had a meeting yesterday, and we are just taking the law into our own hands. And we are, you actually have to go meet. This seems unbelievable. It's, uh, it's a federal law to tamper with mailboxes. I, I know. I, just, I know. I just I know. want to advise you. No, no, no. Okay. I, I know. Julie, we have to go meet with Postmaster Rick. I mean, you have yeah. to like check out your plan with your postmaster. So nobody wants to do that right now. Go stand in line at a post office. But we're doing it because team mailbox is just, we're going to get this done. It's just the two of us. And uh, that's my mission for this week. Okay. Good I mean, luck. you you should move, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like somebody's going to end up in jail. This <laughs> project. That's all I'm saying. Just wear a child-friendly face mask, okay? In the dark of night, in the dark of night, we're going to install new mailboxes. No. <laughs> Just don't. <laughs> Don't tell us about the plan. Leon and I <laughs> did not. We don't know anything about them. La, 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 la. Okay. All right. Okay. Forget I mentioned it. <laughs> All right, sisters. Have a great week. You too. You too, Leon. And don't forget, call your satellite sister. <laughs>